0: Thanks for listening to the Backporture Podcast with Jason Carr. Hey, to connect social media, connect with me, hit me up at www.legacynow.me, www.legacynow.me. Welcome to the Podcast, as are do. Good weekend uh, recording this on a Monday evening I had some really cool conversations back here this weekend and there's something I've been thinking a lot about uh, in regards to my last podcast and uh, this is a, a, a fairly vulnerable thought but it's true and it's real and I, I've talked about this with a lot of leaders who invest in people and if you're someone that listens to this and you're in a small group or you lead a small group uh, and you're wired relationally, especially this this thought might connect with you. I think to me, one of the hardest parts of leading small groups, as I think about the last 25 years, is you care. And I mean this, like leading a small group for me is just not another thing on my calendar every week. Leading a small group is just not another like, oh, Monday I've got this, Tuesday I've got that. Like it's, it becomes part of who I am and what I do and what I think about and all like the week in between small groups, I'm always thinking about the group and the conversations I'm having with guys and what's going on and conversations that maybe the Lord might want us to have in group together and trying to listen and be aware. And you're just constantly thinking. And for me, I'm constantly praying for, for the dudes God's trust me with and they're on my mind and on my heart all the time. And uh, you can sometimes care too much, if that makes sense. And, and here's what I mean by that is... Uh, I said this on the last podcast, they're not mine, they're his. But when there's someone you're investing in, you care a ton about them. And for me, one of the tensions to manage is, as time goes on, and 25 years worth, um, it gets weird at times because you have all these relationships and all these people you care about and that you think about and you're praying for and that you've invested time and life in and you've been through good moments and hard moments and uh, great conversations where light bulbs went off and tough conversations where truth came out and you've been through it all right and you just care and you want the best for him and sometimes when life goes on and time happens you lose touch right you lose contact and you wonder did what I do Is what I've done make a difference? Do they care? And I don't mean that to sound mopey or sad because I'm not. That's just real. Those are things that you think about. And uh, my good friend says this a lot. Um, Those are usually when the devil's tugging at you. uh, I've said that before. But that's, that's usually the thoughts where the enemy wants to discourage you from continuing on. He wants to plant discouragement in your heart and frustration in your soul so that you're not motivated to do what it is that God's called you to do. And there's times in, in ministry and especially relational ministry. And, and when I say that, I mean like real relational ministry, not, and I'm not against leading a small group in a setting where you ask a couple questions a week and see you later. That's, that's not what I mean. But like when you're really invested in people and you really care about them and you're really tracking and doing life together, it's, you know, it's an investment, right? They become part of your family to a degree. And you welcome them into your life and they welcome you into their life. And there's a weird tension to manage there, though, of finding that balance of caring about someone and investing in them. And understanding they're not yours and they're seasons to life. And God defines the seasons. We don't. And as much as I would love to define the seasons even today, I'd love to define my season that's God's call, not mine. My job's to be faithful to follow Him. And boy, that's sure as easy to say. And I've said something like that on a stage before somewhere. You know, and it's your job is to follow God, not blah, blah, blah. And I, I get all that. But when it's real and it's your heart and it's your emotions, it's not always easy, is it? In fact, it's downright frustrating i tell you what, for me over the years, the Lord has responded in those moments in very fascinating ways. And I'm not one to, when I'm having those feelings or going through those moments, I'm not one to uh, publicize them. Uh, I'm not one to promote that. Um, I kind of come back here and process with God usually is what I do. I sit back on the porch and chew with him for a bit until I find peace and hope. But I was reading something last week, and and here's where this all came from. I was reading this. Really cool article from a guy who is basically Billy Graham's pastor. If you don't know who Billy Graham is, Google him. You should. Uh, Billy Graham's pastor who visited him uh, in his home for 20 years. It's a really fascinating article about this guy who pastored America's pastor and uh, his visit with him and just his conversations with him and his prayers with him. And he, he, in the article, there's this really interesting thing. He said, you know, when I first went to his house, I saw this verse hanging on a sign. I thought, oh, that's cool. He's got a Bible verse. That makes sense. But then as I walked around his house and he showed me some things from over the years, I noticed this verse was hung all over his house. And he said, my wife and I used to pray this verse every day. And he goes, as my fame grew, as Billy speaking, my opportunities grew, I I continued to hold on to this verse because I never wanted to forget it because I didn't want to forget what God had called me to And that verse is simple. It's found in the book of Galatians. It's chapter 6, verse 14. Here's the NIV version. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. Let me read that again. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. Meaning, if I'm ever going to boast, meaning I'm going to be prideful about something, if I'm ever going to hang my hat, hang my identity on something, it's going to be on the work of Jesus. It's not going to be on the work of me. It's not going to be on the continuing process of who Jesus is making me into, not the process of what I've done. It's the who I'm becoming in Christ. It's not the what I've done for Christ, if that makes sense. And for me, I, gosh, what a reminder. And all the things that we've done for him matter. They matter for the kingdom. But I'm not doing things for the world to pat me on the back. I'm not doing things for acknowledgement or for people to boy you or pat you on the back or go, wow, well, what a... It's not it, right? When I stand before Jesus, he's not going to go, wow, a lot of people really shared an Instagram story that you shared. That was really powerful. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you get what I'm saying. Like... The hearts of man are what Jesus cares about. And the opportunity to invest in the hearts of man, how cool is that? And if you leave it with him and you trust it with him and you go back to the parable of the soils and just pray that God will do in his timing what he wants to do and you pray for good soil and you pray that he's going to continue in the lives of people in their life to put other people around who are going to continue to tend to that soil, trusting God to grow them and make them into the person he has them here to be you can kind of let go of those weird feelings. And that, that's that's that crazy thing that happens when the enemy starts tugging at you, making you feel like what you do doesn't matter. And I know for me over the last 25 years, there's been moments where I've wondered, gosh, Jesus, does this really matter? Does this really make a difference? Did I waste my time? Was I spinning my wheels and sideways energy and wrong direction? And time and time again, the Lord has reminded me called you to be faithful and for me that story has been i want you to invest in the lives of of these guys for a season and if i was faithful with that and i hope i have done my best i know i've screwed up a lot over the years I'm far from perfect <laughs> Oof. but i can rest in the work of the cross and i can boast in the cross and boast that god if you trust them in people i hope i pointed them back to you and why am I sharing this with you? Well, well, my hope is this. I was talking to a friend back here about this the other day. And I think, um, for me, uh, I've used the word legacy a lot for a long time now. And it's a challenge for me. Of When you try to live a legacy for something bigger and better than yourself, you diminish yourself. You humble yourself and say, it's not about me. It's not about people knowing my name. It's not about people buying my book. It's not about people whatever. It's about something bigger than that. I I honestly have no idea how many people listen to this podcast because I intentionally don't check it. I have people who talk to me about it, which is super cool, but I don't want to be motivated by numbers. I could not tell you today how many Instagram followers I have. I just don't know. I don't keep up with it. It doesn't move the needle in my life because I've asked God to not let me let social media be an idol. I don't want my heart... To be pivoted on superficial things. I want my heart to be pivoted on the cross. And if I'm going to boast on anything, Jesus let me boast on the cross. I don't know where that lands with you, but I know this. If you invest in people, if you're in, involved in a small group and you care about people, uh, there's times where the devil's going to jump in there and try to hurt those relationships and try to. Stun what you've done or what you're doing and discourage it. And I tell you what, over the 25 years, I could tell you so many stories of when the enemy's done that. And frankly, at times when he's won and discouraged me and frustrated me and depressed me, made me wonder what I do matters. But then I remember, Jesus, I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing this for my self-gratification or for the worldly acclaim. Jesus, I'm doing this for you. And if I'm right with you and if I'm tight with you and I'm getting my identity from you and I'm plugged into you, then all that other stuff just fades away in light of his glory and his grace. I don't know where that finds you. My guess is for some of you, you're going to hear that and you need to hear that. You need to remember, don't boast on anything but the cross. And for some of you, you're just not there right now, and that's okay. I can promise you this. If you labor for his kingdom, you will be there. You will have those doubts and those wonders. Would you replace them with boasting on the cross and clinging to the cross of Jesus and allowing him to remind you that what you do for his kingdom matters? 25 years is a long time. I tell you what, the journey of emotions for me has been crazy. And uh, the, the feelings and the wondering and the, the wishing and the hoping uh, constantly leads me back to prayer and leads me back to the place of having to trust God for something bigger than myself because I can't change a human heart and I can't direct a man's path completely. But what I can do is I can love someone and I can point them to him and I can boast on the cross. What about you? Where's that land with you? I hope, I pray, you'll be challenged. That if you boast on anything in your life, if you hang your hat on anything, as you think about your identity, would you hang it on the cross, the finished work of Jesus for you? That's a good thought. I don't know.